There we go. We're recording. Hey there, it's Doug. It's episode 101. 101. We're into the next century of the Sluggest Doug podcast. It is uh, Friday, November the 29th. The Friday of the Thanksgiving long weekend in the United States of America. And it's also the seventh day of the 12 days of podcasting leading up to the 12 podcasting days of Christmas. That's right. Those 12 glorious, I almost said glorious, 12 glorious days brought to you by none other other than Jason Reese up in this brain over at upinthisbrain.com on his podcast, the very same podcast called Up in This Brain. Wherein Jason actually puts some work behind it a little bit. He does some research, he finds some music, he puts it down, he records it, he introduces it, he talks about it. We have a good time. We enjoy it. We enjoy uh, hearing from Jason. We enjoy his humor. We enjoy his views, his, his viewpoint into life, the universe, and everything. There are, of course, many problems connected with life, of which some of the most popular are why are people born... Why do they die, and why do they spend so much of the intervening time wearing digital watches? Many millions of years ago, a race of hyper-intelligent, pan-dimensional beings got so fed up with all the constant bickering about the meaning of life, which used to interrupt their favourite pastime of Brocky and Ultra Cricket, a curious game which involved suddenly hitting people for no readily apparent reason and running away, that they decided to sit down and solve the problem once and for all. And to this end, they built themselves a stupendous supercomputer which was so amazingly intelligent that even before its data banks had been connected up, it had started from first principles with I think, therefore I am, and had got as far as deducing the existence of rice pudding and income tax before anyone managed to turn it off. Could a mere computer solve the problem of life, the universe, and everything? And then you get me, an insufferable twit who comes in for 12 days... Before that, trying to just sort of ride along on his coattails, I guess, uh, and and get some extra listens, I guess. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm trying to entertain you. I'm not quite sure. But for some reason this year, I'm having trouble. I, and this is only my second year doing this, but I'm having trouble doing this every day. I've already indeed missed one day, and yesterday was a lackluster day, to be sure. Well, guess what? Today's going to be... No better. I can't promise anything. I uh, spent the day cleaning, cleaning the house for uh, a family guest that's coming on tomorrow, coming over tomorrow in the afternoon for tea. So I spent the house clean, spent the morning, most of the day cleaning the house, making it so it didn't look like street urchins lived here, making making it so it didn't look like we were squatters, making it look like. We, uh, making it look like we were not, um, uh, hoarders, though we are. And then I finished doing that and I was absolutely exhausted. I decided I would sit down and finish reading Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut. Boy, oh boy, that was, uh, it was a good book. It was, um, I am not a person that really understands things. <laughs> art, uh, particularly literature, uh, but I enjoyed the book. The thing that I really quite uh, enjoyed about it was how simply it was written, how easy it was to read, and I mean, it was just a good, it was a good yarn, and um, the way that uh, uh, the story was told with, uh, you know, breaking 
breaking up the timeline and making it a non-linear tale is something that I quite enjoy to read. Um, after I finished it, I immediately went online onto YouTube and saw all sorts of interviews with um, Kurt Vonnegut, and I saw all sorts of people breaking down why it was such a good book. Sure. Sure. I, I would agree with anything and everything they said. I just wish that I could come up with that kind of stuff on my own. Um, perhaps if I sat and thought about it further, um, I might come up with those things. Perhaps if it was something I was practiced in, it would be possible for me to come up with something like that. But uh, oh, it, was a, it was a good book. It was a good book. I, uh, my brother told me the title of another book of his that I should read, and I haven't gone back to find out what it is, but I will definitely... Um, definitely see if I can find it. Uh, I'm very intrigued by Vonnegut. I saw a lecture that he had given um, I, at some university, uh, in, I think it was in 2007. No, it wouldn't be 2007, because I think he died then. But well, I don't know, could have been. Maybe it was 2004 or something like that. Um, but he was talking about his uh, graphing of the different types of storylines and uh how the uh vertical uh axis of it was um you know good things and at the bottom of it was bad things uh the left side was uh the beginning of the story and at the right side was the end of the story so it kind of make a made a t sitting on a side and he would start to graph the 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 progress of the story you know you either start uh, something he called the man in a hole where you start at a high the man ends up with something bad happening to him and he goes way down to the bottom on the graph and then he finally works his way out of the hole. And it's a very simple story. And a whole conversation about the various different types of stories, including the Cinderella story, Cinder, uh, the um, um, what was the other one? Man, uh, boy, boy meets girl. Uh, <laughs> he had a funny one about uh, Kafka's uh, metamorphosis, which basically started down as a very low point man wakes up and has a shitty job and then um, he gets turned into a uh, cockroach and so it kind of just goes right down <laughs> off that so there was a few that were kind of interesting it was a it was a very interesting little talk it was just a snippet of a talk that was apparently like a one hour long talk i'm gonna have to find the rest of the talk but uh intriguing nonetheless so there you go i did some reading i finished the book off and um and then i started thinking about well i guess i better record something my wife and daughter are out getting uh, their chiropractic adjustment for this week, and they're going to pick up some pizza and bring it back. So yum, yum, yum. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizza pie, pizza pie, pizza pie. So I decided I'd try to give you a couple minutes of me before the day is over so that I could say I actually put something out for episode number seven. And then it has me thinking about the number seven. Let's hear it. Hear what? You heard him. Count. Count? Yeah, count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So you confess. Seven, eight, nine. Hey, I eat a lot of things, but I never ate nine. Come clean, seven. This whole thing is just a misunderstanding. You know, seven, eight, nine. That's just what happens when you count. You know, all my life, 
People have told me six is afraid of seven because seven, eight, nine. But it's not true. I'm lucky number seven. Look at this calendar over here. Seven days in the week. Look at this rainbow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven colors. Look what the cat dragged in. Yo, seven. Number nine is alive. Sorry about the mix-up. Again. Hey. See? Just like I told you. Seven, eight, nine. You're off the hook. But we'll be watching you. Yeah. Watch this. Let's go, fellas. Nice tie. Then number seven's all right. Hey, he just got lucky. For the longest time, I always thought seven was my favorite number. I always thought that seven was lucky. When I was seven, that was 1978. I'm trying to remember what was really sort of big about 1978 and being seven. I would have been in grade two. That would have been the year that I guess I moved to... No, I think it was the next year. I think I moved to, to the, the house, the new house uh, in 76, maybe 77. Maybe it was summer of 77. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was seven and 78. So I would be uh, in grade. Yeah, I'd be in grade two, probably going into grade three at this time of year. Um, grade three was full of dinosaurs. It seemed like every project we did was was dinosaurs. Grade three was also chess. We played a lot of chess. Grade three, we also sang a lot of songs. Our 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 teacher loved put um, uh, transparencies on the overhead, and we would sing along to various songs. I remember one of the big songs that we would sing all the time was um, was this the Impossible Dream. <laughs> I think it was that. Was it that one? I don't know. It was some crazy hippie song. So maybe I don't remember it that well. Oh, One Tin Soldier. One Tin Soldier was always up there for some reason. Uh, seven, seven. What else is important with seven? There are seven things on my desk now. Seven. There's a song by John Roderick. And maybe this is where I'm going to end the episode today. Because I ended yesterday with a song called Blue Diamonds by the band The Long Winters. It's really just John Roderick, more or less. But uh, his band, The Long Winters, uh, released uh, an album years ago. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. Is it, does it happen to be here? Yes, it's called Putting the Days to Bed. That's The Long Winters, mainly uh, John Roderick. He put it out in 2006. And the final track on that is called Seven. Uh, if you get a chance to listen to any of The Long Winters, I would say that that is a pretty good album to start with, Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, one of the songs on there, in fact, is uh, the 10th track called It's a Departure, and that's used for the world's most popular podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me. Uh, but I'm going to leave you with this track, which is the final 11th track called Seven, and I think it's quite a good song. And um, there you go. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. And I will talk to you on Monday for the eighth day, and maybe by then... I'll have come up with something a little bit more interesting. We're kind of coasting in the middle here. That, that's kind of, let's like think of this as sort of like the, uh, the, the, let's see, let's put it in a Thanksgiving analogy here. Uh, 
we started off on the first two days, first three days, you know, really digging into the 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 chick, uh, the turkey, the mashed potatoes. Uh, maybe this is the bean salad. Is this the bean casserole? I don't know. I've never had bean casserole. I hear it's, I don't know, uh, it sounds gross to me. So maybe I have had it. I don't know. So what are we at? This is like the bread. We're at the bread. We're at the coasting. The coasting is maybe the vegetables. We're the vegetable course. We're the um, the uh, sweet potatoes. We're the sweet potato sides here. And on uh, Monday, maybe Monday, the all of next week will be more like the dessert course. We'll be more like <laughs> apple pie or listen up, Oliver, pumpkin pie, the best pie. You know, I would I would have disagreed with that statement years and years ago. I, growing up, never liked pumpkin pie. But now, I uh, actually ended up having it a few years ago because there was no other pie. And I ate it. And it was delicious. I was wrong for all of my childhood, and I was very upset that I had been... I had missed out so much for so many years. Anyway, here you go. John Roderick playing... Uh, Putting the Days to Bed is the name of the album. Seven is the name of the song. See you Monday. Take care. Your new haircut is so unfamiliar, but they only know you that way. Said it, but-